You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Entering the vicious circle. You are facing a fuel-injected suicide machine. And welcome to the Vicious Circle. Sid, how you doing? Pretty good, man. How are you doing, Rob? Good. Look at that. We're social distancing and have our masks. Well, I've got a cough. <coughs> There's a chance if I have it, I would be a super spreader because I'm just I'm just that. I'm bigger than everybody else, right? You're that so, awesome. Yeah. <coughs> I'm just it. But uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> I feel safe with you, Rob. <laughs> No, uh, <coughs> I do have a little bit of a cough, though, however. Oh, man. How's everybody doing today? Looks like they're doing good. Jeremy was the first one on. <coughs> Hello, Robin Sid. How's everything today? Oh, Jeremy said, cool end of the But it's not. You what? He said, cool NWO shirt. Well, let's they, let people guess for a while, Rob. Yeah. All right, so... um. Real quick before I forget this, um, you know, last week we were talking about people being on, you know, Mount Rushmore, Mount Stupid. Um, we forgot someone uh, after the, we got off the show. One person you'd have to put up there would be Ryan Simmons, you know, the first black, I believe, world champion. Um, you know, we've got about that guy for sure. And so also, you know, people are listening. If you have any wrestling information, because I don't get to see enough of it, any scoops or what's going on either company i'm seeing a little bit we'll talk about that a little bit and if someone thinks someone done really something really dumb this week uh let's let's hear about it if someone done something really smart in wrestling business uh let's hear about it and if somebody wants to admit they've done something <coughs> dumb tell on yourself we'll we'll talk about that too you bet uh, uh <coughs> i like to dedicate today's show <coughs> excuse me this is a, there's a reason I'm coughing instead I've done about it. It's to all the women out there today. Uh, they work so hard and do all these things. And, um, and not, one of the reasons that uh, I've been on my feet all day making chicken noodle soup. So, you know, my hats off to women in the cooking field and stuff like that. I want to give the, um, I'm going to give out a list, you know, list out a few songs. Uh, a couple of the women, because it's, you know, we're dedicating today to women, the show to women. Um, there's a song called uh, Come On. It's by Lucinda Williams. I think that would be the national anthem for all women across the country. You listen to it, and if you anybody listens to it, have you heard it, Rob? 
Uh, I heard a beginning of it when we talked earlier. Okay. Haven't heard the whole thing yet. All right. So it's pretty cool. Um, there's a song about Bonnie wrote, <coughs> excuse me, Bonnie Ray. <coughs> John Prine wrote it. John Prine was a um, folk singer. Really, really good. Just passed away. Excuse <coughs> me. <coughs> I started trying to get my dogs outside. Um, John Prime was a folk singer, but maybe the grandfather of folk singing uh, that I know it, and most of us know it. But he wrote a lot of songs for a lot of female artists, and one was Bonnie Raitt. And it's called either uh, uh, The Montgomery Angel or The Angel Comes from Montgomery, something like that. If you can listen to the version with John Prime and her together, do that. It's a better, um, better listen. Uh, it's a song about women, just hard workers, how much they do, about how little patience they have sometimes too with their with their old men. But a really good song lyrics. Um, it's it's for the working woman stuff like that. Then um, I've got a couple. I want all the guys. If you know, listen to these two. These two artists are really great. Nobody's everybody's heard Bonnie Raitt. A lot of people probably haven't heard a lot about Lucinda Williams who. I don't know, it was 10 years or so. She had, in Rolling Stones, the uh, album of the year, it was called Four Wheels on a Gravel Road. <coughs> really good. <coughs> Excuse me. Compare her songwriting to Bob Dylan. Uh, pretty good. And she's got one called um, Fruits of My Labor. It's really cool. A really cool song. Uh, she's got a bunch of them. I just want to give a couple songs. And then I want to, and these are songs no one's probably heard. You go, I never heard of that. That's why I'm saying it. You know, yeah. um, there's one from John Prine who wrote the song for Bonnie Raitt, and he actually wrote this song for someone else. Else, and I know everybody listening loves Merle Haggard. So if you know Merle Haggard and you haven't heard of John Prine, he wrote a song for Merle Haggard, which this is a better version. And I love Merle Haggard. Okay, uh, it's called Clay Pigeons. It is. Uh, it's just about how life is. Listen to that. Anybody listens to it. I think you appreciate it. We're getting feedback. I like to hear that. Then there is, um, this is one too. It's a, all this music too, when most of this is what I consider retro. It's in your past, present, future. That's what I consider retro. We want to go into all that. But it's really cool stuff that people from, uh, like the song I'm going to tell you right now, it's called, uh, what is it called? Silver Rider. Rob, you know, Silver Rider. It's yep. from Robert Plant. It's a, in a out of a band with a band called Band of Joy, and it's what he did. He, he lives in Nashville, has a home in Nashville. Took some country artists and took some of the songs, like Led Zeppelin songs, and made them into country songs uh, or country version songs, stuff like that. Now, Silver Rider is a really hipped up country song when you listen to it. Cool lyrics, uh, a little slow, but I, again, take a listen to it. These are new things I'm, I'm pointing out. Uh, those are just a few right now. So if you get a chance, listen to those, get back with me and we'll talk about it. Um, let's see what else, Rob, you got anything you'd like to talk about while I'm looking real quick? Um, I titled the show checking the streak because you made some predictions last week and thought we'd check in and see how your predictions went with this week. But All we've right. Already, we've already got one positive last week. What? Cheryl asked you, she goes, what will my Monday be like? Uh -oh. and message back. Hey, Sid, you were right. Uh, you predicted that this past Monday would be a good day at work for me, and it was. Wow, that was awesome, man. Yep. That was pretty cool. So how did your week of, of predictions go? Oh, real quick, real quick. One more song. Oh, okay. This is a, this is a Dwight Yoakam. This is, he took a, he, he took an album. It's called Swim Pools and Movie Stars. 
<coughs> he took a song by Prince called Purple Rain. Now, it is a really, real cool version of that. That's a real cool uh, song to listen to. Now, these are all off my albums back here. Somebody asked me a while back, what do you got on your albums? So I'm just passing some of this, you know, stuff along. Nice. Very now, nice. What, now, what did you ask me, Rob? We were going to talk about your streak. I'm going to put in Val real quick. Val said, hey, Sid and Rob from Atlanta. I'm at work at MBS for the game. Hey, girl, way to go, man. Yes. Awesome. So how did your streak go this week for predicting well, games? Well, uh, I lost – well, on the prediction side of things, the Arkansas game I talked about, um, now because of the smartphone, that game is not till next week because uh, I looked for it all day Saturday and I found out that's what the deal was. But we will go back a little bit on some of the things I have called. Um, I said the World Series, the Dodgers would be there. I said, you know, Yankees. Um, I said a long shot one time to someone, the Astros, but that didn't matter. The Dodgers are there. It's two and two. Think about World Series. You know, you know, you're going to like last year. I thought that, um, you know, that um, that the um, the, uh, the, the Astros would. You know, beat the Nationals. Nationals is my third best team. It's first at St. Louis, then Atlanta, then uh, the Nationals. And still, I stuck with that and got beat. What, that, what happened to that? That went seven games. And a good World Series, everybody wants to see that go seven games. You really, only way to win that is to stick with it and hope it goes seven, your team wins, something like that. Long shit. You know, anyway, so right now I'm two and two on that, two out of four uh, because of the World Series. And actually, I'm three out of uh, five because I picked them to be there. Yeah. Okay, so I got that. Um, really, um, the one game I said to you, Rob, the night on not with everyone else, it was a long shot with Iowa State. This is what's cool about college football, everyone. Um, it was Iowa State against uh, geez, Oklahoma State, Big 12. And um, it was three and a half uh, points towards Iowa State. Now, I know for from history, the Iowa State and Iowa too always play everybody really good at home, but this wasn't at home. So it was really, it was, you know, again, a close call. So I took Iowa State and, get, and got three and a half. Came down to um, the last minute or something. They got down, got the touchdown, brought it within three, wasn't able to win the game. So I won by half a point. And that's what I tell everybody about these things. You got to, now I told you in the beginning too, Rob, that was a long shot. Yeah. You know, that means they were away. They're not really that good away. Three and a half points isn't a, a lot. You know, Oklahoma State is known to run it up. You know, that's, they're the Cowboys, you know. Um, but, again, that was that was my long shot. So, I'm, I did real on that one. Nice. Um, we'll get to some of these real quick. Rory said, greetings from Birmingham, England, Big Sid. Hope you're well, sir. Oh, thank you, Rory. And Andy, he said, just saying hi real quick in Arkansas right now with family. Have a great show. Oh, thanks, man. We'll get him on here soon. I know he's got some family stuff he's working with right now. So uh, he did get hold of me and everything's looking better. Okay, good. Yes. Uh, so Jeremy did say cool NWO shirt, but never got it right. He said JWO shirt on Sid. Maybe. Maybe. We'll find out. Uh, Jeremy's got a question for you real quick. What are your All thoughts right. on tonight's Hell in a Cell pay-per-view? Well, that's the thing is, guys, I haven't seen a, I don't watch a lot of the um, TV. I just don't have time. Um, I don't. That's why I'm saying let's talk about things. I have, so that's something I can't talk about because I don't know who's in it. Now, 
what we know, what I think I know about Hell in Cells, that's usually a match. It's uh, probably the king of all hardcore matches, right? So that's usually why it's probably titled Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. So it'll be something that everybody will be interested in. Um, I haven't seen one in a long time. You know, the last time I saw something, a gimmick match was the ladder match. And uh, it seems to have lost some a little bit. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, Dean's got one in here. Hey, Sid, how are you doing? Thank you so much for my signed stuff for the asylum. Awesome. Oh, Harry is trying to open the signed Galoob figure. That's his son's name, Harry. Hey, Harry. Hey, Dean. Now I'll remember forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy did say, though, uh, I can hear you coughing. I don't want you to get sick, buddy. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Let's see here. Gabriel says, I wish I could see Sid in person. My number one favorite wrestler. Thanks, man. That's kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, Joey says, what's going on, Sid? I used to see you working out at the French Riviera Spa at Poplar Plaza in Memphis. Hope all is well. Thanks, Joey. Uh, you know, that's been a long time ago, Poplar Plaza. Uh, I hope they're still open. They were having a really tough time. The, one, the last French Riviera I was working out at was the one on Union. And it was all new stuff, but they shut that down. And what happened was they can't, they couldn't uh, pay the rent, and that person was they were renting it from took all their equipment, so that they lost that whole gym. Oh wow! Yeah, it's pretty. Gym business is tough, you know, especially if you get uh, what is that? Planet Fitness opened up next to you for you know memberships at two dollars a month. You, you know you can't beat that. No, actually, no, you can't. You know, there's one like that in Canada called Fit for Less, and it's the same kind of thing. So. Hey, uh, speaking of the food, you know, too, Rob, I waited till we get on the show tonight. You know, everyone, if you see my Instagram or where I'm posting this stuff I'm eating, Rob had enough nerve to tell me, like, yeah, it all looks the same. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's, yeah, Rob. How did it look the same? I thought you were sending me the same picture every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, I, my food's on there. Is anybody ever asking questions about that? Want to ask questions? Always ask, you know, what are you eating? If you want to know. Um, see what I cooked on there, how I did it, um, stuff like that. Get back with us. Absolutely. Cause it is good stuff. It really is. I, I, I know I rip you a bit, but it's good stuff. It is, man. Just takes a little time sometimes to do that. For instance, if you see like a, a bowl of beans on there or say a bowl of soup, it didn't start there. You know, it started, you know, making chicken stock, you know, taking the meat on the grill, smoking it before I put it in the beans. You know, it's a lot of work to it, but it's really a lot of payoff. You know I've what? lost 50 pounds. Go ahead, Rob. I'm I'm going to show what you were doing today, but I'm going to show the lead up to show exactly what you're talking about, okay? Because yeah. All right. that's what yeah. you did today. Yes, that was the end product. Yes, but it started with the vegetables. Right. With the chicken. Get well, that's, that's right there is for the dogs, and that was uh, the, the – you know, leftovers in the actually, I did put livers and hearts in the chicken in the chicken soup. Oh, did that you? Was, nice. Yeah. Now, that right there is my cast iron skillet baked chicken I cooked. Uh, and what I'll do, I'll have a piece of that, then I'll have a bowl of that soup, and I won't have to have anything else. Nice, but yeah, that's what you, this is what you were building all day today. Now, how I did that too, I started with three whole chickens, cut them up, put the in there, made my, whole, my own chicken stock, you know, for hours, then with the chicken i parted up but i did it in the oven when that cast iron skillet baked it and then um then i put like i don't know six or eight boneless chicken breast in there i put um you know three onions 
had celery, um, mushrooms, you know, everything, you know, so that is some really good stuff. Where was the other one you sent? Was it this one right here? No, that's the cast iron skillet. And now you can find that, that recipe right there. Now he hasn't showed my plate of cornbread. Um, uh, I don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, um, you can look on the, it's called, uh, cookcountry.com, I think. Um, it's think called the skillet, uh, iron skillet baked chicken and, uh, blueberry cornbread. And I did some of that too. Of course, Rob didn't get that on there. Uh, really good, uh, stuff. That's what I have to, someone on uh, Instagram, when we, you posted that picture about your meal that had the blueberry cornbread, someone said it looked like chocolate pie. No. If they're listening, that was the blueberry cornbread. Yes, blueberry cornbread. Uh, go ahead. You go ahead. Uh, just going to bring up Cheryl's question. Cheryl Scott asked, who taught you how to cook? Now, honestly, all this stuff, I mean, mostly, I mean, gave me, what gave me the start in cooking was worked on a farm. There was this lady uh, did our lunches for us, and she did a lot of good, uh, you know, just meat and vegetables. And I always hated vegetables. And she, until I tasted how she cooked like cabbage and squash and stuff like that. And like now her, it was her cornbread. Her name was Leela Mason. Her, her husband was Joe Mason. I told the story one time. He's the one to say BB King's life. Yep. Anyway, I won't go into that, but really cool. Uh, just a big part of my life. Uh, Leela and Joe Mason. Anyway, she taught me how to do that. Now I added the blueberry thing. Cause I saw the recipe on the, on the, um, on that show. Now the cast iron skillet was, on that show too, but that's how she would do chicken on top of the stove. So it's about the same way. Uh, but that's how I learned a lot of my cooking from a lady named Leela Mason. Really great lady. Nice. Ah, here's our friend, Lori. She's back. Hey guys, food looks great. Always love hearing about your nutrition tips, Sid. Thank you, Lori. Uh, let me see here. Ryan Haskell uh, says, damn, looks great. Love soups and stews this time of year. An easy way to get your veggie or eat your vegetables. It really is, man. Yeah. Uh, where was the other one that I saw? Uh, da, 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 da. Here it is. Uh, it's pretty cool that you make delicious chicken soup and that you're talking about right now. <laughs> I, I, I already told you, I go, I, I tend to half-ass things. I, I get the spaghetti and I get the jar of sauce and that's my meal. I don't right. normally. Every once in a while, I'll fancy up the sauce. I'll put the meatballs and stuff, but that's how you do everything. <coughs> I do. I try to do it right, man. Now, thing is, that right there, too, this is why I've been able to lose 50 pounds and keep it off. Well, it's not, I've got the willpower. But again, I've got something really good there. Um, I've got that where I, again, throw it in a bowl real quick. I notice I didn't, I don't have a, a lot of noodles. I'll make my noodles as I go along. Actually, I'm going to make some wild rice and use that as my base. And so right there, it's just all natural stuff. I, uh, like I said, it's getting cold. It's good that time of year. You know, chicken soup is supposed to have some real healing properties. I sort of need that yeah. right now. Um, but no, it's just good. Something different. You know, also, um, my wife lost her niece this past week and they had uh, the funeral Saturday. So I, I made a lot of that stuff for them as well. You know, yeah. um, like to say, I hope she's doing okay out there. Uh, Joel Diz put in here, uh, blueberry cornbread, yummy. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is dude. Now it's got uh, the recipe, the recipe for it on that show is called for a little more of uh flour, sort of like cake cornbread. 
but it is really, really good. And at the top of it, too, you do a, a honey and butter mixture and just a slight dash of uh, cayenne pepper. And it really, boom. Yeah, just a touch. Really? Yeah. See, I wouldn't have done that with cornbread, but now I'm interested. Right. See? Well, you got to do blueberry cornbread. You got to be just cornbread. I got to just make cornbread and I'll be happy. <laughs> uh, JD's got a question for you. With Halloween right. Havoc on NXT Wednesday night, what was your best match from there? Was it you versus Sting in 90 or you versus Goldberg for the U.S. title in Halloween Havoc 99? His favorite was you versus Goldberg. You know, it, it, they were both pretty <coughs> good. I go back to the one with Sting and I was just so young in my career. Everything was so um, that sounds stupid. Uh, innocent. It was just again. It was just um, just showing up and having a good time and all that stuff like that. And the time I got to the Halloween Havoc with uh, Goldberg and and um, and the two Sting was just a lot of fun to work with. Not that Bill wasn't. Bill was really over as well. And anybody's over, it makes for an easy night. So it always worked uh, fun working with Bill too. Um, but no, I had still stick with the one with Sting. And that's going to answer Dean's question too. He says, what's your favorite match that you've been in? So, Oh, here's Joey following up. Um, that place has closed down out of business and all locations have closed a few years ago. That, uh, what was it called? Plaza. Oh, the French Riviera. Yeah. French Riviera. There we go. Oh, wow, man. man I hate that. Uh, here we go. Uh, this is from, Nurset Nussi uh, met Sid in Liverpool for the love of wrestling in 2019 at the lobby. And we talked till four o'clock AM. Great stories. What a great man. Very intelligent and humble. Hope to meet him again one day. Best wishes. Hey man, it's good talking to you. It's good. Thanks for the shout out. Remember chatting till four in the morning. Yeah. Well, there was a bunch of us down there. I think, uh, God, um, Jim Duggan was down there. Him and Duggan, his wife had gone out to eat. Um, the lady, there was two ladies that worked there. Um, Marty Gennetti, Virgil. It was a pretty big, you know, that's all we had to do before we was going home the next day. So there's bullshit. Gotcha. Uh, Joel did say here, my condolences, Sid. Uh, thanks man. Yeah. Oh, and here is one from Sean. How many meals do you eat a day when you're getting in shape, Sid? And what do you usually make? Hey, stupid, I just showed you what I'm making. <laughs> yeah, chicken noodle soup. No. <laughs> no, what I try to do is honestly, uh, uh, this is what you saw is what I call preparation. Now, really, I did make a, the really 90%, a lot of that, what you saw to give to Sabrina uh, for, you know, they got people over and stuff like that. And she loves that stuff. But um, now, for instance, I'll, I'll eat that too. But now, what you saw is I can do, like I said, I can take a bowl of that, uh, that chicken noodle soup. Now, it's got, Probably 60. Well, I've got it's all chicken to put noodles to it. I put my own noodles and rice to it. So you got what I got, what I want in that. Then I can have one of those pieces of chicken, and that's all I need. Or I can have a piece of that chicken, or say, you know, or two, and one of those pieces of that uh, cornbread. It's not the best thing in the world, but it's, it's already done. So I don't have to do anything when I take that cornbread, slice it off, put a little of that honey butter on it, put it in the oven for just a second. Same with the chicken, then pull it out, eat it, whatever I want. So that's it's all prepared. So I, I will eat it just like that. Now, what I have been doing, too, is do sweet potatoes like this. Cook a bunch of sweet potatoes. Same thing. Cook, how, cook your chicken how you want. Now, 
the reason I'm cooking this chicken now like this is because uh, some fried chicken is because I was just, man, baked chicken and fish. I just don't know if I can do it. I'm fixing to be able to get back into that. But again, I'll try to say cook enough meat where all I have to do is bing, bing, bing. So, you know, in the perfect world, I'm starting to work out pretty hard now. You know, I'll eat four meals a day. Uh, sometimes I'll, I'll start with that or I'll start with, I think I'll start with my oatmeal almost all the time now. So start with the oatmeal and then, you know, bang some of those meals in. You know, get an idea what you want. I try to keep, you know, my calories down to, I don't know, 150, no more than 200 a you know, plate. You know, that way it gives me plenty of room to do what I want now. I've been cheated a little bit rod knows that i drink a lot of fruit juice but that, you know just do it like that keep an eye on it fruit juice you say yeah fruit juice is my weakness man it's funny you mentioned that i happened to upload another picture uh oh <laughs> i showed you this uh my buddy joe who drew the comic book for us for CPM. oh yeah uh he did this boom there is sid wow yeah greatest yeah you know and I know Rob, me and Rob talk too much. This is a testimony to that. But no, the truth is, if I wasn't to drink fruit juice, when I don't drink juice, I'm drinking too much Sprite. If I don't do that, everyone, we could all lose weight. And if we're dieting, if that's what you, if people want to ask questions about that, when you first start dieting too, don't try to take everything out at one time. You know, take a little thing out of it, you know, once in a while. And what happens is you're going to be like, I'm right now, I'm burned out. And so don't get in a hurry to get there. You know what I mean? Because um, you're trying to reach a goal, you know, no matter what your goal, how much, how many pounds you're trying to lose. Um, but you got to stick to it. You get there. So, again, take one thing out of time. Don't get in a hurry to get burned out, really, what I'm trying to say. And uh, here's a couple examples. I was able to get these put in. Here's the one meal you sent. It's got the sweet potato, the steak with some potatoes. It looks like potatoes. Yeah, it's a sweet potato and scallops. Oh, scallops. There we go. Yeah. And then there was this one. And this is the one from Instagram that shows that what someone thought was chocolate pie. But that's the right. blueberry cornbread. Right. And that's my, I think that's my beans. And then just so everybody can see it, there is the blueberry cornbread. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, when you were, we were talking about predictions a while ago, Rob, let's go back to that real quick. Sure. No, um, I really, you know, Rob, we talked about this. I predict a lot of things, not just the, the election and not just football and baseball, but I can usually look at people out there and say who's pretty good talent has got a good future. And I, I've already talked about this a little bit, but I'm going to bring up uh, him again today, Derek Henry, who's last time I was watching, same deal. You know, they were just getting their brains beat in, you know, Tannehill, just, and he's a good guy. Don't get me wrong. But when it's just Tannehill, there's nothing happening. So they're they're down big time. You know, second half starts up, they start getting the Derrick Henry. The, he starts getting the defense down. Next thing I know, they're within three points, and I'm on here doing this podcast. But this is my point: is that I said this at the beginning about him. If given a chance, this would happen. Now, Lewis Reddick, a guy on ESPN, I think he does Monday Night Football. Him and a couple other guys are just jumping on the bandwagon like Lewis Reddick. I mean, about Ryan Tannehill, blah blah blah. Well, he was okay. He's a good player, but not a great player. And their their thought is this, and this is work like this in football, especially now. Pro football is just like college football; they run off the run pass option deal, right? So, um, you don't 
you know, a good passing game doesn't set up a running game. A good running game sets up the passing game because we have to come up forward to defend the run um, enough. Those guys, your receivers, at some time are going to be able to get past those people. And that's what set up. It don't work the other way around. You know what I mean? If, you're, if your defense is back and you run the ball, then the guy has a better chance of getting downfield. You know, so it, it runs, it goes the opposite. Running game creates a good, a good passing game. And it's proving it right now. Before I left in there, and they were only favored by one point. I was shocked. I thought it would be even, uh, or Pittsburgh would be favored. But uh, Tennessee was actually favored one point. Now, I don't bet on pro games because it's just not all teams are playing like the Titans. They, they, they're really trying. You know, not all NFL teams try all the time. But this is this is uh, but that's what I'm saying. Lewis Riddick and all these guys, just to stop that. Lewis Derek, I mean Derek Henry is the guy, man. Yeah, because he was the one we were talking about last week, wasn't it? Right. Yeah, okay. But it's funny how just all of a sudden this kid gets a break and starts doing good. And oh, I know what the point was. Well, where was Derek Henry before Ryan Tannehill got there? Well, what it was, he was sitting on the bench because it was an old coach with an old philosophy saying well, we're going to stick with the old guy which was marcus demarcus murray but once he got out of there the, the next quarterback this rabel comes in he says okay hey hold on we got the heisman trophy he won a national championship he's uh 300 pounds he's faster than all of the backs why don't we get him the ball and look what happened you know he's got a couple 200 not a couple three 200 yard games you know so hats off to henry man okay let me get back up here Oh, here it was. Dean. Uh, Dean said again, I introduced Harry to the skyscrapers the other day. He loved the match. It was a Halloween Havoc versus the Road Warriors. He says, I myself didn't realize how good your theme music was as the skyscrapers. Very catchy. That was, I think, China White from the Scorpions. I came up with that. Hey, speaking of wrestling, too, I'm going to forget this. Um, Eric out of California out there challenged me to do stuff creative. Eric, up your nose with a rubber hose. Start off with that, okay? That's that's, what, that's where that's going to get you. All right, so now uh, I think what he was talking about, think, make up something cool. Now, I told Eric this. If he said he came up with this, he's just a line Californian, um, California, USA, I-O, whatever. Um, it was a thing called, I made it up, it's called the Hill Biz. And it's th- things that, you know, like myself, a hill that really knew like ways to get over. And that was sometimes meant you had to be like a opportunist, you know, and I would always come up with them. And I think joy a couple of weeks ago on our show asked me something and I gave him a, uh, what I, my opinion about it. I think it was a hill biz. I won't, we won't go into it, but as we go along, I'll, if something like that comes up, I will point that out and I'll make a comparison. Like there's a couple ways to give the hill biz or say, do this. And this is, this is, you're giving someone the business. Like, uh, say, for instance, I told the story about Sting, where it sort of upset him one time where we were in Jacksonville. We did the spot where headlock takeover. I nipped up, caught him with a choke slam, and the people went crazy. That's when, you know, they were cheering me. He got a little upset about that. But, again, I had to do that, and that was the hill biz. And for Sting that night, that was a hurting thing. But still, the hill biz, that's hill biz. Getting yourself over. Again, an example, like when I did that live interview with Sean, uh, on the podium, you know, I knew I was going to win the belt, and I did that little comment, you know, um, hey, he said, blah, 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 blah. I said, hey, man, you forgot something. 
this is a big man sport, you know, this, everybody, ah, you know, so again, that was the hill biz, you know, or sometimes it's a cool, you know, those are un, no cheap shots. <laughs> now the one was thing wasn't a cheap shot. The one with uh, Sean was a little bit, you know, uh, cool thing about Sean, he always called those spots, nip up spots. So I have to, I didn't have to do that on my own with him, but um, I'm trying to think of something else. Say for instance, I've told the story before too, about how to, uh, grab a hold without grabbing a hold. Uh, remember that, Rob, where someone's crawling away, I'm stalking them, and you know, I'm doing this, and the people start going crazy? To me, that's a hill biz. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, getting, I'm giving the people the business without doing anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the hill biz. And Eric is, uh, I've told him I need to write a book about just that alone, you know, the hill biz deals, you know? So, Eric, until you think of something um, uh, creative better than that, Keep your mouth shut and a nose up your hose. There you go. Now, speaking of Eric, too, real quick, um, you know, him and Barry and Linda are on that side of Mount R Dumb, uh, Stupid Rushmore there where um, they can't get themselves off to till they do some better things. Now, I want everybody to sort of think about this. It's sort of like the movie It Was a Wonderful Life with uh, Jimmy Stewart. And um, it was a Christmas movie. I don't think it really meant to be one. But there's a character in there named Clarence. He's an angel. And he could see things and he can make things happen. He could take people, show them maybe what would happen if they weren't alive and, you know, if they would do better things. Or, you know, because you know, George Bailey was the guy he was following around, saved his life. Um, uh, no, he was a good guy, but he tried to kill himself, you know. Um, so anyway, we got Barry, Linda, and um, Eric out there. Well, of course, I'm Clarence. I'm sort of hovering around like an angel. Real quick, give me a reminder before we start this. Flashcards. Give me Barry in the left. Uh, Barry on the left. Dun, 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 dun. Hang on. I got to get to the right picture. Bing. All right. And then give me Eric on the right. And give me me in the middle. This one? No. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> that's it right there. House on fire. What that is, everyone, that's a... That's our next generation. That's where we're going to find the next really president, somewhere on that picture. And what this is all about, see how peaceful the protesting is? That is about climate change. And uh, I know a lot of people don't want to hear this, but this is something people don't have to hate me so bad to have to attack my family. So, again, this is about climate change. So this is what, what I stand for, everyone. Not Again, I've always said that I'm for both people. Or I'm not for both people. I'm against both people. I'm for both views on both sides. Uh, and if I said I could even – Except uh, Mr. Fitzgerald now, you know, even though I hate him, but he is, you know, he, he's out there. He's not just carrying himself to the poll. He's carrying votes to the poll. And hate him or like him that he's doing that. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we saw the flashcards. We got we got the left, we got the right, and then we got the middle. So I'm in the middle somewhere. Uh, probably not probably that, not that big of an angel, uh, but I'm in there somewhere. So anyway, I'm hovering over at Mount Stupid. And I looked down, and wow, man, I think everybody's going to be really surprised. I saw something I thought I'd never seen. Eric and Barry, they're really making some headway. They stopped actually um, trolling themselves and other people for a moment. And they, and uh, Barry says to Eric, says, Eric, could you make um, love to Linda and uh, think about me and we could get, to, get out of this? And Eric says, Barry, could you make love to Linda and think about me? We could get out of this and. Linda says, man, could you two just make love and think about me? We could all three get out of this. Because remember, I said they had to all make love. 
And uh, that's what they did. They, Eric and Barry conceded, made love, jumped. <laughs> and they were on a little mind. So I sent them over to South Carolina where same-sex marriage could happen. They got married, and they're back, and they're doing good. Now, I like to think that we haven't got this work that work. Like, if you're doing better, you only get like half of Fitzgerald and just half of the the uh, great people that Trump said, you know, over at, uh, from um, Charlottesville. So right now, they're like half and half. But, you know, I don't want to be the judge of this. I want all the listeners to be a judge of this. Now, should, you know, now Bill and Maggie, who's done a really good job, they've gotten themselves in no more trouble. Uh, they're probably going to be off, you know. Let's just consider them off. You know, what do you think? That works yeah. for me. Let's do it. Let's consider them off. Uh, so now it's just the four of us. Remember, I'm up there too until I get myself off. Um, but I'm up there in a good way, okay? I'm doing good things. All right, so um, I want the people – you know, either this week or next week, tell me what you think. Should they be off or not be off? Um, I, and then we'll go from there, okay? There we is that, go. Is that fair? That's cool. Everybody can just comment here. Yeah. Should they be off? Remember what they did, too. Now, they made Sabrina cry, and there's her, her baby cried, Gunner. And she had to call me and ask him to make them stop this. And, again, um, that's trolling. Uh, what does everyone think? Is that fair to troll? I mean, I didn't do anything to stop it or ask him to stop because you know they're both all grown but he did they did make her cry after she had done so much for him too like sent him food she sent very jewish food um sent eric uh, food cigarettes laptop you know just really nice to him never met him you know what i mean just try to be nice to him and again so everybody take all that in consideration and we'll you know tally the votes either this week or next week and we'll make our decision on it deal Okay. Youssef has a question for you. All right. Hey, folks, I have a question for Sid. What are your thoughts on Rick Rude, and have you ever been in the ring with him? You know, I don't uh, – I've been – did some road trips with him, really funny guy. Um, his favorite saying was, I'll, dra- I'll drop him like a bag of shit. That was his favorite <laughs> saying. He just he wanted to hit everybody. Uh, really funny guy. But uh, – um, Nice guy, but I don't. I know we worked somewhere together because I remember one time doing interviews in the interview room together, and I was doing them against him, and he was doing them against me. And he's, he just got to the point. And man, if you're in an interview room with me, you're you're unarmed, and I was eating him alive. And because I got to go last too, you know, so that was that was sort of the cool thing. So um, they got worse. So he was like, "Sid Vicious, I'm coming to your house. I'm kick your Dobermans in the teeth." I'm going to make love to your old lady. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) so, but no, he's a really cool guy. Um, I'm sure I've worked with him. I just can't remember it. Okay. Here's one from Andrew too. He said, uh, this is Andrew Clizzett. Sid had one of the best gym ethics out of all other wrestlers. It was quoted by many other wrestlers and admired. Yeah, I think so. I think anyone ever worked out with me would tell you that, Um, you know, Danny Spivey, you know, that was probably the first person really we worked out a whole lot together. He really made some really good gains. I think he always told me that, um, you know, of course, Carl, Bob Holly, Billy Gunn, Bart, um, Bart Gunn. I can't remember his last name. Uh, Bart. Um, I, I killed the techno turds one time. That was uh, Watts, Eric Watts and whatever his buddy's name was. We did legs one time. Literally, they could literally was just falling down in the airport. Their legs were just shot. Killed Vince once in the gym too. Um, 
Jerry Tootie, the wall. We did legs one time in Minneapolis. He's passed away. Hey, you, uh, really super nice guy. Um, we did legs one time, and I think he threw up two or three times on the way to the show that night. That's I'm telling you. What happens is when you when you work someone until they throw up, throwing up is the defense mechanism until your body stop this. And then if you do it afterwards that much, that means you really overdid it, you know. So um, yeah. Your body's but like, that, you're throwing up. You can't exercise. <laughs> no, that's the thing is, man, I, I made so many people throw up. There was one guy. He's still around. His name is Chris West, a legitimate 650, I don't know, maybe 700-pound bench presser. Just super strong. Really strong legs, too, but not quite as strong as I was and then still not conditioned. And he was one of those people that would split up his workout to say, uh, just leg presses and just lunges where I do uh, squats and hack squats and blah, blah, knee extension, leg curls. But we just did leg presses and uh, lunges. And we didn't get to the one set of lunges. And him and his boat, this guy named Ron Reagan uh, and Chris Whiff were both throwing up simultaneously in, in buckets next to next to us. And um, I said, guys, I think y'all need to quit. <laughs> yeah, time to stop. So that was an all-time, all-the-time occurrence. Uh, I got three in a row from Joel here, Joel Bateman. He says, I'm a Chicago Bears fan. But then he says, I want to be a professional wrestler. I work out six days a week for two hours per day and love working out a lot. Is that too much or is that? How much is it? Two hours a day, every day? No, I'm looking at your head, man. It looks like you're older. Um, This is the thing is, I I was talking to this guy, one Mr. Tennessee and you know, people I know about working out. If you're, it all depends what your age you are. If you're young enough, it all depends if you're again, you want to be a wrestler or a bodybuilder. Uh, that many minutes in the gym is not that bad. I, I could, man, have a lot more hours in the gym or in fitness in a day. Sometimes I'd work out for two hours, run for two hours, and work out again for two hours. I never overtrained. I just overate. And if you don't undereat, you probably, you know, you're probably not overtraining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never. But, and it all depends how old you are, too. You know, Sid should go work for WWE training for the wrestlers on conditioning. I'd love to see how many of them he could make throw up every week. That's not a hard deal. Just keep someone in one spot until they just tell them to do free squats. They'll finally throw up. What they need there, instead of someone teaching them conditioning, they seem like they have that. Is teach someone how to get over. Um, um, that's what they need. Hey, uh, real quick, I want everybody's someone's opinion on who do they think's winning right now, AEW or the WWE? When you look at that product, what what do you think, and what is it saying to you? That's a good question. Very good question. Um, and I'll tell you why. This is why we're waiting some people answer. You know, one time there's a guy. There's a guy in AEW. He he's managed by Jake Roberts. Um, I can't think of his name. Jack something. Pretty, a big guy. I met him in Wichita, Kansas. They're doing a show under a group called World Class. Really got a chance to do something there. But I remember him in Wichita telling me and everybody sitting in the dressing room what was going on, that how Vince had got this deal with Fox and AEW company. I thought I hadn't heard any of that. I thought, this guy's so full of shit. Man, he knew everything that was going on. And he really did call that to a T. And I'm sure a lot of it was out there. But things he was saying was like things that would probably happen when some of these things did happen. And he was lucky enough to get a job at one of them. Um, you know, the only thing is, we were talking about AEW, I think a little bit last show, was where, you know, they're starting to show 
you know, signs of making, you know, wrong decisions, you know, that might not keep them there for a while. Now, what would happen, you know, to all those guys there if they were to shut down? You think they're all going to have a job the next day working with Vince? I think it would depend on contracts, honestly. Yeah. Well, it would be just like – it would be just like with um, when WCW folded. I think, what did they took, like one-tenth of the talent or something? Yeah. That's what's going to happen. He's not going to want it, you know. And this isn't, again, there's not enough there, you know, to say keep their – show their reruns. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only thing. So this is the thing is, and I'm not trying to tell anyone what to do. If you're working there, man, do your job. Try to do the right things. If everyone does the right things, that that place might stay around a little bit. If not, it, it's going to be tough. And a lot of those people, if they are asked to come back to the WWE, they're going to be on the whipping post. And I've told the story about the whipping post and how many people can survive that. I only know one. Um, so that's a tough tough deal to think, look forward to. I think Ryan here kind of summed it up, Ryan Haskell. AEW is fun. They're beating NXT, but not the main programs. WWE right. is boring and no big draw, especially with no Brock. See, I didn't know Brock wasn't there. That's good information to know. No, without him, I think that's it. You know, and you know, for him too, I don't know what the deal is. But they look like they're always not using him to his potential. Now, I don't know. Can he not do his own interviews? He doesn't do them much, does he? He didn't do them at all. Paul Heyman was doing them. Yeah. Not to cut you off. Here's a again, just a something that's, when I see what happened there, it says to me, you know, Paul Heyman was asked to come into creative, you know, help create. Um, didn't work out, and he's back to managing, not just managing uh, Brock Lesnar. He's just managing less than, and you know what I mean. Nothing wrong with that, but when you see that, that's a <coughs> that can suggest several things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, where is the other one here? Well, one is to say this, that, you know, <clears throat> take the steam heat or whatever shine that Paul has from Brock and give it, you know, spread it to some other people. Um, that doesn't hurt Brock or anything, but that usually says, okay, hey, uh, this thing's not going in the same direction it was. Uh, where is it? Never commented. I'm just trying to bring it up. What's the product saying to me? They need Sid. Well, um, that would always help. um, Actually, I had an idea um, to do something to where I really could create what the people would perceive as me. Um, Of course, we never got it, you know, got them to take a look at it. But no, they need some stuff. They need somebody who's creative. Not that they don't. I don't know what's going on there. Um, but they need to have some talent get over. Their talent can work. Their talent's in good shape. Uh, just not all of them look what people would like to think is so much like, man, I want to look up to that person. You know, this is, again, sort of corny. But this is how it's got to be. You know, you got to look up to these people, even if they're only six foot tall. they got to come across to you as they're, they're bigger than life. And I used to joke around with people in the gym. Uh, I used to scare people like this. But I tell people this, like, Okay, you know what? When we're in this gym, even when I'm sitting down, you have to look up to me. And in a real way, too, that was like that in the wrestling business. 
I really felt like that too. And that's why I, I think a lot of us approach, we have to as uh, competitors and stuff like that, we are better. If we're not, we're not, we're not trying. But again, I think they need somebody to help someone say, okay, this person get over. Just like this, the story with Derek Henry. I, I can look at that kid and say, okay, let's go with him. And you know, if you want to go with some of the long haul, that's a really good sign. I can do that. You know, I haven't seen any wrestlers other than really um, Brock. And that's an easy call. Um, the other big guy. I liked um, um, Bray Wyatt. I, I like the interview stuff they he does and this stuff. His work is really good. Um, I just think they've done so many weird, so much weird stuff with him. I, you know, here it is. I, I don't know. And that's what happens when you run out of ideas. You've got one person really getting over. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just use him up, use him up. And that's part of the machine, you know. Uh, but you got to stop, reload, uh, recycle, and um, try to catch your breath. Well, here's what Andrew said about WWE. Uh, WWE is a monop- monopoly and has been since 2001. UFC shows it can be done, but it has to be a unique opportunity. It's always going to be about money, a bit like England Premier League football. Yeah, well, the wrestling's like football. I mean, like anything, it's all about money. Um, it ha- has monopolized everything because that's probably, I mean, not probably has. It's a, it's slowed down the, the, the talent gate of people to get there. Uh, it's just not there anymore. Again, if you only got, you know, I don't even know if any really good independent places anymore. I don't hear of it. You hear about, hear about it, but you don't hear anything coming out of there. I remember, you know, 25 years ago, it sounds old now, but when I do independent shops, you'd see, wow, I'd see this guy, you go, wow, this guy's got a feature. Never see him show up anywhere. You know, meaning those guys somehow didn't get through the system. Um, they're, and it's hard to get through the system too. If you, uh, I go back thinking about Harlem Heat for a second. You know, I was lucky on the two of those guys. You know, uh, being able to look at them, see if they had a chance and get them through. Uh, if I had a chance of really been more assertive in their career, they would have done even better. You know, uh, I think. But they both did really well. Again, there's there's a good example. If I've got I got an eye for stuff like that, and then I I, I think too. I told her one of the years ago I tried to hire the kid too. I thought he was the best small talent I'd ever saw. Um, and true enough that even being small, he could draw money uh, in the right, you know, right circumstance. Uh, Dean says, uh, obviously WWE will be winning as they've got much more strength and depth with Raw and SmackDown too, as well as NXT. Give AEW time to strengthen the roster and expand. The WWE's misuse of a lot of guys and Tony Khan will use them to their full potential. Let's use a lot of guys in Tony. Yeah, I, I I don't know about that Tony Khan. I just heard a lot of stupid stuff about him. He might get on Mountain Stupid too. Um, <laughs> uh, again, um, we have a tendency to point fingers like that. Used to, you could point fingers at him, but really should be pointing it up above him. He's just doing what he's told, you know. Um, no, nobody making that many mistakes on their own there. You know what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that revolving door again, Paulie in and out. Everyone else is sort of signed up, signed out, you know. Airs never again. So right I'm right then. They need Sid. Sid working with someone like Karrion Cross or Braun Strowman as a ringside manager would have everyone shitting themselves. This is the thing is I, I would um I ringside mentor I think it might help a little bit because people might remember me, something like that, but I need to be there with them every night. 
you know, see the reaction of the, you know, the fans, uh, be able to change, just, you know, just critique this or that. You know, sometimes just how to stop, you know, maybe, be, you know, act a little faster, exaggerate a little bit more. You know, uh, when you're working with someone like that in the house shows too, you can tell, you know, work with little things like I used to work on, you know, they use it all the time, but they never, it doesn't seem to work. When a heel walks away, then comes back. You, you don't do that where you shit, you know, say, this is where you, if you had a finish, it was a count out or DQ, then you maybe jump the baby face back and got a little heat, then him get the best of it. And you get out and go, I'll, I'll be back in there. Then he tells you, what, you know, the baby face says one more time, five, you know, for five minutes. And you go, no, you walk away. Everybody goes, loser. And then you turn around and, like make that step back, you know. When you when you start feeling those kind of things, it's like okay, that's the step. Like we're fixing to start drawing money. We're one step closer. You know what yeah. I mean? If you can absorb that kind of knowledge, that's uh that's something you just don't see. They use that one spot more overusing. I talk about it. It's the most overused spot. They that's their greatest form of achieving heat on someone. And I don't believe you do that on TV. You do that in house shows. You know where the people you know you program the house shows. That way, if that match has got comes back with a finish, the people go, I remember that. I want to see that guy really get back in the ring. They do not do that enough. And I know they don't. They just go about finishes and leave. They don't think about what's coming back. you got to do those little things like that. Nice. That's uh, a, that's a, that's a uh, heel biz. Uh, let's grab a couple more here. Uh, Ryan Haskell said uh, he needs to watch AEW this week and watch Jericho and MJF. They do a musical segment. It's dividing the fans, but he'd love your opinion. I would. I, we miss. I miss Wednesday. I try to watch AEW just because it's new, um, just to see some of them. What's going on with uh, with the? I don't know. Just it's new. It's uh, it's not scripted. I like to see a mistake once in a while. Um, they're really working their asses off. There's no doubt about that. I have, I think we talked about where with Cody Rhodes, it's just, I think he might be just trying too hard. You know, you can't, again, you can't, and this is a hill biz, you can't resell those tickets, you know, uh, making that change, changing that bell, getting that much color, not taking, you know, advantage of it. Um, again, I'm hoping it's just, you're trying really hard. Okay, here we go. Last one. Uh, this one's from Lori again. Uh, Sid, I have a question about your leg injury. We always hear about a, a lot about the physical healing of injuries, but how did you handle the mental psychological aspect of the healing process? And what advice would you give to others? It seems with everything going on in our world right now, we never hear enough about the mental health aspect of things. Well, Lori, uh, that's a really good uh, something. To, that's a good question. That's something to talk about. That was probably the hardest thing I went through. You know, I, I think I tell the story. One is I was thinking I was learning how to run again, and then I won't go into all of it. Just try, 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 try. Not really getting anywhere. Then finally get to the doctor one day. He says he noticed I'm suffering through about depression. Sends me to the psychiatrist real quick. I mean, straight from his office. Long story short, I saw the guy. He was staring at his office at me. I came in. He goes, "Hey, what's the problem?" I said, "You, you're fat." I said, but I, I said, I didn't call you fat. I said, I could have called you fat look anyway, that story. But um, I was suffering from that for a long time. What it was is uh, finally said, when am I going to run? And they said, well, you're never going to run again. Man, that was a big deal to me. You know, I was running was, this, I woke up so many nights dreaming. I used to be able to do this run. 
and you know, so, sprint so hard that I, the sweat would hit my chest as I was running. You imagine waking up feeling that I could really feel that hit my chest, wake up and knowing that wasn't going to happen anymore. So um, it was it, it was tough getting through that. Still is, but what you do is just um, you don't feel sorry for yourself and you just get up and make you some chicken noodle soup and keep going. Lots of chicken noodle soup. A lot of chicken noodle soup. Okay, and I think we can finally share with everybody your shirt. Um, never sent a picture, but I couldn't download it, so I'm going to share the screen. There you go, JWO, and there is a picture of you with DDP and Scott Hall. All right, all wearing that shirt. But yeah. Now I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna put this on sale auction with on uh uh, uh with the um. Oh, shoot, I'm so tired. With uh, Rocky. Oh, nice. Yeah. Virtual Asylum. Virtual Please Asylum, that's it, yeah. Check in there, because that, that's a wicked thing. Cool. Yeah, so we got that, and I got the uh, DVD, that, that little 15-minute short I did about uh, independent wrestling called The Promotion. Oh, okay. We're going to try to get that out, too. Very nice. Anybody's interested in getting in touch with Rocky through um, – what was that again? Solo Asylum? Virtual Asylum. Virtual, virtual Asylum. Yeah. Look that up on Facebook. Apparently, there's going to be some good stuff coming up there. Yeah. Okay. So remember, everybody can beat their demons, right, Sid? That's it, man. <laughs> I'm going to whoop fruit juice. All right. Well, I guess that's it for another episode. That sounds good, man. All right. We will see everybody later. You've been listening to the Vicious Circle Podcast. Your host, Sid Udi, co-host Rob Bellamy. Additional research by Pete Marsh. The Vicious Circle Podcast is produced by Two Cousin Road Trip Productions, a division of JX3 Media Productions. The intro music is Unleash the Giants by Cemetery Spawn, and the outro music is Digging Space by Mike Treblecock.